Gilbert Clark and Meridian Mining here sitting with me, Trevor Hall, and our co-host Paul Harris at the PDEC Conference 2023. Uh, we are Paul and I are both going to chat here with Gilbert about the uh, PEA from Cabasol, and I was kind of joking with you, Gilbert. Kind of boomtown, Cabasol. <laughs> uh, the numbers at the PEA are very impressive, I must say. Base case after tax NPV of $573 million, 58.4% IRR using 1650 gold and $3.59 per pound of copper and 2135 an ounce of silver. Those numbers obviously get better at spot price, and you made sure you highlighted those. But let's get a general sense here of hot off the press, Gilbert. You knew you you kept on telling me and the listeners that you thought this PEA was going to impress the market. You published the PEA, and as we speak, you're up what twenty two percent on in your market cap. So I guess you delivered on what you said you were going to do. Hi, Trevor. Hey, Paul. Great to see you guys. Yeah, look. We haven't really, what I can say is we've delivered the start. We've got so much upside, not only within the cable cell deposit, but along the belt. And what we've really proven today, and I've seen a lot of companies do this over the last 25 years, they said they've got a district scale potential and they arm wave. With cable cell now, we've got proven, strong, long-term economics. There, that goes into free cash flow after 11 months. And that free cash flow is going to develop the decades of upside yet to come out of that 50 kilometre belt. I think the most impressive number, I mean, there's a lot of impressive numbers, but actually one that really made me kind of sit back is a 22-year mine life. I don't, I mean, that's a long mine life for, you know, for this project. I, I didn't see that one coming, Gilbert. Yeah, this, that 22 years is based on the current resource at a 2.5 million tonne per annum throughput. Now, of course, we're going to engineer the next stage to increase the throughput in probably year five to maybe upward to four million tonnes, which will shorten the mine life down on the current resource down to 16, say, 16 years. But certainly, no, look, as I've said to all of our, you know, our shareholders and stakeholders, we've got a production asset, what we think is a, you know, the potential to become a very real production asset. We've proven the economics, and that standalone mill is there for the future. Not We're just not going to be using that mill for 16 years. We'll be using that mill site for decades. Okay, so talk to us about the, the, the mine strategy in this you know snippet of a technical report. What does it look like? Talk to us more about that mill and why it's being used in 16 years. Uh, it's, I think we can use it for 15 for more than the mine life just because we've got so much upside along the belt. You know, we've had the C2A gold discovery. We've had um, the Alamo copper trends come through. We've got the St. Helena, the known St. Helena deposit to be drilled out. Uh, Alvaro that we announced last week, another project. But even within the mine corridor. But this is not sort of untypical for a VMS belt. VMS belts have multiple pods of either high grade or bulk tonnages. And what we've shown through the, the very small capex, some 179 million US dollars, we can have a major producing field. I very readily say that we are going to be the next copper gold belt developed into production in Brazil. Talking about the upside, um, what, what comes next after this? Obviously, you've got a lot of momentum from this. People are seeing who you are, recognising you are a 58.4% after-tax IRR. Very, very impressive. What's next? Oh, look, we're going to improve that. We're not going to say that, you know, we're, we're happy to have a, an NPV of 5% at 570 and 58. What we want to do now is increase the contained metal of the, of the Cabocel deposit by continuing that infill drill program. Now, if we look back the last, since August, some of the infill drill holes were put out. Um, it was 205 was, 
I think it was 52 metres at two and a half grams gold or thereabout approximately. Um, it's open to the northwest, it's open to the southeast. Uh, over the Cabos, old Cabosal mine, the top, I think it's 30 or four, down to 40 metres is unassayed. And the verdict we now know, as I've you know, told all our shareholders, that that vertical drilling has not defined the, the overprint, the high-grade gold overprint. So we want to induce, sorry, introduce more and more metal into that resource statement because that's going to really affect the cash flows. And uh, that, that also will help fill out the, the life of mine plan because uh, just doing some back-of-the-envelope math here, and I apologise if I get this way wrong, but um, years one to five, you're looking at 130 ounces a year production, but over the 22-year life of mine, a million ounces, so that averages out about 50,000 ounces a year. So at the moment, there's quite a drop-off, so I imagine you're trying to fill that into... To get about 131 ounces extend beyond year five. Absolutely, absolutely. You've hit it on the head, and we've, this is what we said. Um, we're going to look at that engineering to go through and increase throughput in year five, but not taking on more debt. We can do that through existing what we've our projected cash flows, increase the the forecast of production, say approximately up to four million tons, and that will then maintain the equivalent gold production we, which we think will be near to sort of ninety to one hundred ten thousand ounces gold equivalent. So then all of a sudden you're really, you know, when you put that into your uh, estimations of your financial model, it's going to make a very nice difference. And the the capex initial capex is let's say one hundred eighty million dollars. So that seems to be quite a good sort of capital efficiency uh, per per ounce. I, look, that just reflects back on the simplicity of the deposit. You know, we have a 200 micron grind. We take out 30% of the gold through gravity, the flotation circuit. I mean, it's it, it almost self-floats. We only need a, as what we call a xanate salt. Uh, I think total flotation time recovered needed to, to extract all the copper is some 26 minutes. And from when we put the ore, the mineralization over the grizzlies into the crusher until we actually start stacking concentrate cake I think it's under an hour or just on an hour so that then impacts because we're using a semi-autonomous grind a sag mill that again reduces the capex and as you have incredibly cheap hydroelectricity the increased uh, power consumption of a sag mill is offset by these very very low sustainable electric hydroelectric hydroelectric power generation now the, the project's obviously primarily a gold project, but you've got silver and copper as, as byproducts. Um, given the sort of the, the, the price outlook for pretty much all three metals, how, how do you sort of, when, when you're planning and doing the studies, how would you break down? How do you work out how you optimise the, the metals production? Uh, well, we're using five-year forecasts, and these five-year forecasts we're actually we're using. We're in the middle of the. Uh, post almost as we say post cap uh, covid projections ever since then they've gone up um on our revenue like on a potential revenue basis we actually get 20 percent through the the gold dore and the runway is already built we just have to resheet it that's all but then we produce 80 percent of our revenue through copper concentrates so in that and so we can't sort of partition the metals they flow so nicely you know the silver follows some to the gold dore by 25 percent weight of gold the rest goes into this copper concentrate. So if you imagine you have a copper concentrate, let's say 27, 28% copper, up to an ounce gold, say up to three ounces silver, sulfur contents 32%, iron contents 30%, all of a sudden, no deleterious. So all of a sudden you've got the perfect material for optimal copper smelting performance, or you buy this 
a smelter will buy this and they'll blend it with a dirty concentrate so they can restrict their emissions or they'll blend it with a lower grade concentrate so they get optimal uh, uh, flash performance in the smelter. Okay, and that's obviously going to, could be very valuable going forward when you're looking to finance because uh, all, all the traders and smelters will want that kind of concentrate, as you say, because it gives them operational flexibility and variability as well. Um, talking of sort of finance, where where is the company at the moment in terms of cash at hand and you know funding this year's work plan and perhaps going further? Well, we in we closed a very successful financing in the 20. I think it was actually closed on the 30th of December last year. And we actually did that at a premium above where the last warrants were converted. So we actually sort of at the end of the year, we came in at a bit over 11 and a bit million. Um, we've now, I think we're going to start the year at somewhere around eight and a half. We always got to reference the last calendar year, the last financial quarter. Um, we've paid the first property payment and we've got a budget to take us through to towards the end of the year. But, you know, we're looking to expand, but we've well financed at the moment. I think we're sort of circa five million or thereabouts on cash on hand. At the end of the quarter, Gilbert, what, what, give me a sense. You've got this off the books now. Obviously, a huge milestone for the company and the Cabasaw project. Uh, but looking ahead towards next type of technical reports, as you continue to do the infill drilling and also some step out and exploration type of work, what can the market and shareholders somewhat expect next? I mean, do you do an updated resource? Do you just kind of start walking your way into a PFS, or you know, what, what, what's the thoughts on, from the company right now? what type of report would be next? Um, for the shareholders of Meridian, I hope they don't expect these things. What we will deliver to the next up, next step will be, the, of course, the, the resource upgrade. I think we'll, bef we'll I hope to have uh, provide additional upside discoveries in the belong the belt. I want to see if we can generate, really generate that upside of outside of the Cabosal deposit. Uh, we look to launch the next series of, of engineering studies to get us through to uh, hopefully, a, 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 not a pre-fees, no, past that. Um, no, we'll go past that. We'd go full feasibility? In time, yes. I think we've de-risked it so much now. You've got to remember, we're not dealing with a project that's just popped up. This has got four years of production data on it, underground selective. But, you know, that's so much information. And we're so greatly advanced with the EIA um, that that will, will now actually extend that a little bit and we think the EIA will come out towards the end of the year. But certainly we'll deliver, keep delivering what we expect to do. Resource upgrade, next stage of engineering, more discoveries along the belt. That's what we're going to deliver to our shareholders. Gilbert, let's talk a little bit about Brazil. Brazil's in many ways a much maligned jurisdiction, but um, history's shown mining's possible there. There's been a number of mines developed recently, you know, copper, gold, various other minerals and metals as well so um, do you get a, a real positive sense from the investors you speak with that you know they're, they're, they're encouraged and looking forward to proceeding with this because you can't build mines in Brazil oh, absolutely and one of the critical things in mining and, and I take this back to when we're fund manager you want to be able to deploy your capital in a time frame that we can get a return to your investors, their interests. So in Brazil, in two years, we have gone from being a restructured company to a resource exploration company. We are now a developer company. We have now established over half a billion US dollars in value at a 5% discount. On the upside, the spot side, we're on the MPV5 in Canadian dollars, we've got a valuation of over a billion dollars. So what we, the beauty of Brazil, 
We've got good laws. We have a pro-mining pro federal government. We've got a pro-mining legislature. We've got a pro-mining uh, government in Mato Grosso. And you can deploy capital. We're, and that's the great thing. And it, when we look at Brazil, it's not like some of the other countries in South America where they've got, say, a one-trick pony economy. Brazil has industry, banking, tourism, energy, mining, a huge agriculture. So all these things together create a stable economic environment. Gilbert, I'll give you the final word. I mean, it's a big day. Uh, you know, maybe your final word. Tell me, what are some of the... If you got any sort of criticism today after you're publishing this, what would it be? Oh, there's been no criticism. I mean, look, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, just looking at the numbers, it's it, like define criticism just with the returns. It's, it's pretty, but but obviously, mining stuff it, it is challenging. There's always somebody that's unhappy, isn't yeah. there? Come oh on. yes, look, it could have been. Um, why didn't you deliver it sooner? <laughs> What am I going to do with all this extra money you've created for me? <laughs> no, look, I'm, I, I, look, the the board, the executive management, and our and our all of our team in Brazil, we work, we focus, we don't, we're thrifty with our shareholders' money. We're there to create value, and we are proving this now. Since our very first interview back in, uh, I think it was January 2021. Oh wow, I can't believe you remember that. Yeah, I told you what we're going to do, what we're doing, where we're going, and how we're going to do it. Our plan has not changed, and our plan is to create shareholder value, but not not penny stocks. But I'm going to take this up to the top. Uh, well, for me personally, as a shareholder, I'm a happy shareholder today. Uh, that is Gilbert Clark of Meridian Mining with their update from the PEA from the Cabasol Gold Copper Deposit Brazil. They trade on the TSX Venture with MNO and on the OTCQB with MRRDF. Gilbert, thanks so much for your time. We'll see you around the floor. Trevor, thanks for your time and keep away from that full strength beam. <laughs>